Hello, welcome to the University of Brighton podcast. I'm Richard Newman. This is the podcast which catches up with students and staff from across the university to discuss their work and experiences. In this podcast, we're talking about childcare and balancing being a parent with studies and work. This year, extremely topical, of course, with more and more parents having to balance homeschooling with childcare and their working or educational life. Joining me is our nursery manager, Becky Pollack, and two students who balance their studies with being a parent. Amy Ray has just finished her marketing degree and Natalie Relton has just finished her law degree. Thanks so much to all three of you for coming on. Amy and Natalie, I'd like to start with you first, if that's okay. Can you introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about you and your circumstances coming into uni? Uh, And I think we'll start with you first, Amy. I've just finished my marketing degree. I have a little girl who is seven, so and she's coming eight. Um, so we have had quite an interesting time balancing being mum and studying. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else what else I can say. Well, we'll come on to what what made you decide to come to university um, a bit shortly. Uh, Natalie, what about you? Hi, so I'm Natalie. I have just finished my law degree and I have two children aged eight and no, sorry, aged seven and nine. So with them, it was, it was pretty difficult to do that. I won't lie. Um, and yeah, that's my little introduction. Okay, cool. Um, Becky, let's uh, come to you. You're the nursery manager. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, your background and your role at the university? Yeah, so I'm Becky and I am the manager at One World Nursery, which is based on the Morscombe campus. Um, I've been at the University of Brighton now nearly two years, it'll be two years at the end of August, um, which seems to have flown by, um, but so much has happened as well, so it's ironic. A little bit about me, I've been in childcare for nearly 10 years, um, but mainly within Brighton and Hove and West Sussex, variety of different roles from practitioner to, to room leader right up to area manager as well so yeah that's that's me no children of my, my own yet anyway okay cool um so before we go into a more of a discussion about balancing university and parenthood becky could you outline the childcare options that in normal circumstances so uh, not in a COVID, not in a, uh, would be available to students and staff yeah, absolutely. So the university is open for 45 weeks of the year. So we're closed for four weeks over the summer, uh, for two weeks over Christmas and a week at Easter. Um, we have the flexibility for students um, and can offer them either a 45-week contract, so throughout the year that we're open, um, or for 38 weeks, so it fits in more with their, their timetable and also it makes that option a bit cheaper. Um, and we offer a range of sessions from a full day, which in normal circumstances is from 8 until 5.30, um, but there's also options of morning sessions and afternoon sessions and additional hours as well. Okay, cool. Um, Amy and Natalie, you both came into university and were already parents then. And I think it's natural that um, a lot of people would feel a little bit apprehensive. Uh, What made you decide to come to uni? It's up to you which one you'd like to go first. Let's go for Amy. Um, I returned back to work after maternity leave and I just felt really stuck and wasn't really enjoying it and I was like do you know what I'm gonna 
take a completely different route and to do that I kind of needed to go to university because I couldn't transfer my skills um, and I'd always, always really wanted to go and it just seemed to fit in timing wise for my daughter to start school and for me to start university so I just kind of went for it. What about you Natalie? Well I... I had my little one, quite, uh, my eldest, quite young. I was um, 20 when I had her. And I'd always kind of flip-flopped between um, studying. I, I did catering, I did a hairdressing course, and, and then I just worked. And I was just fed up with working really where I was. And I'd always had it in the back of my head that I either wanted to study law or I wanted to become a teacher, um, but never thought that I'd really had the academic skills to be able to do that. And then one day I was just sitting there and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to do it. So prior to university, I did have to obtain some GCSEs. So I did GCSE English and maths. Uh, and then I did the access course where I where I met Amy actually, um, and then and then I was accepted into university. So I was very very chuffed with that, and it's something that I've always wanted to do. And you know, children don't hinder those opportunities. If anything, they're my real drive to be able you know to push myself to that limit. So, and I just thought I'm going to go for it, children or no children. <laughs> Were either you two concerned about the, the childcare issue before you came to university? Was that the main thing that was that was hanging over you and wondering whether you had any concerns? And I, I think a lot of, of parents would, well, I think a lot of people, when you're a mature student anyway, would feel a little bit apprehensive about going back to university. But when you when you throw in child children as well, it does make, it potentially make things a little bit more difficult. Yeah, absolutely, it does, and. I, I was fortunate enough, like I said, to have had my girls a little bit younger. So when I started university, they were in full-time uh, full education. The only, the only thing that I had to really deal with was my timetabling. So if I had a 9 a.m. start, my, my girls' school doesn't open until 8.40. And at that time, they didn't offer a breakfast club. So that, for me, I was really stuck and obviously because they were in school I didn't have the opportunity to be able to use the facilities at Brighton but had I have you know just had them then I probably would have used that but I, I do have a large family and they were really really helpful and I do have an extensive list of friends so for me it was just figuring out who's having them on what day and to fit in with the timetable so yeah, it's a similar thing for me. I was a bit worried about the school drop-offs and perhaps because you also want to be there for those, especially because my daughter had just started school. Um, but my mum's kind of my right-hand childcare um, and she always stepped in where, where needed. Um, and my course leader was really amazing and said, if there's some, some timetable issues that you can't do because you need to be taking your daughter to school, just let me know and we'll have a look and see if we can shift some of your lessons to a different one at a different time, which I managed to do a few things and it, it really worked for me actually. Becky, it's interesting to ask you about how the nursery sort of works around, I guess was a strange sort of timetables. The timetables change for students a lot. Um, it's not like a, a nine to five job 
um, which a lot of people would, how a lot of people would put their children into um, nursery. So how, what sort of flexibility is there when it comes to um, what the university offers? There's a huge amount of, of flexibility because, you know, we have to offer that and often it depends on the course that the student is is on. Um, but sometimes students can give me sort of a full term of the sessions that they're required for their child to be in or it might change weekly. Um, but the, the balance is about making sure that we've always got that availability that if something came up or they needed a bit of extra time before an exam to study that we can that we can fit them in. That's that's the crucial bit. Um, and you know, it's it's just about communicating with them. And some students are brilliant, and they'll 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 give you all their sessions. And then others, while you know, while balancing lots of lots of different things within their life, take take a little bit of reminding. But um, as long as you've got those strong working sort of parent carer partnerships with with families, then it, it's yeah, it works well. Um, Amy and and Natalie, you you both said that you you know this is no reason for children to restrict your education and what you want to do with your lives um, and you know later on is when you decided to do something um, a little bit different what would you say to parents who are in a similar situation um, and maybe a little bit concerned about taking that plunge and what and I'm also interested to know are you both local to the area as well so was it an easier thing to come to the University of Brighton? Yes so I'm based in Lewis so Brighton was the option so it wasn't really a case of looking at any university because I wanted to remain living here close to my family. Um, so it was between Brighton and Sussex, but Brighton is better for marketing. Um, what would I say to other people? I'd say do it and think about it later. It's kind of, I mean, the access course that I did with Natalie, um, I think I signed up about two or three weeks before it started and I kind of went, I'm just going to do it and work out how things work and actually these last three years has worked out better for me and my daughter than I think me working because I have been around a bit more yes it is stressful at times with trying to balance everything but it, it, it has just worked for us and it's really nice that as she's grown I've grown and our life has just been nice really yeah I just to echo really what Amy said to be honest um I didn't have the luxury of being able to apply to other universities because I too wanted to stay local and because I'm in New Haven um, and I just I wanted to be there like Amy said you know to do the school drop-offs to be able to go to school plays and um, I do have a family around me but I would see I'm a bit of an overthinker so I before applying to the access course and and everything else I I'm always what if what if but then I just thought okay now I've got to stop regretting the things you know you can't regret the things that you do regret the things you don't do and I thought in my head it's always something that I've always always wanted to do so I do just have to take the plunge and worry about what's to come next like a bit later on so um, the only the only issue that I really had was um, <clears throat> timetabling, but I'm sure we'll come on to that. And that's when childcare starts getting a little bit difficult is when you're not really um, giving your timetable in advance. But yeah, that's that's the main thing for me. But just you just have to go for it. And you'll always sit there wondering, what if, what if, I, you know, I should have done that. And you can't 
you can't really and you know you've got your children so you just want to make the best for them as well and whilst also being some being really really proud of yourself for doing something so amazing um becky uh, i i guess there is a situation where most um students who are parents i guess the majority would be from the sort of local area um but do you have situations where students have relocated to come to the university of brighton and and what sort of support can the university offer in that situation um not not really in the time that i've been here but i do have student parents who travel um which in in the current situation and, and the way things are looking sort of come september is, is looking to be quite challenging um but uh, i mean in terms of what what we can offer um, there's a support and help ab above us in in tithe barn we've got student advice where we can offer they can offer and we often signpost people up there to to seek advice about accommodation and and also financial help as well so there's uh, there's a lot a great team up there and lots and lots of expertise with regards to that but it's not really something that i've i've come across at this at this at this at this nursery really in terms of people coming specifically to you know moving from one area or you know sort of moving house from from where they live to to come and live in brighton um, but I'm, I'm sure it will happen i mean there are foreign students that we've had that are our student parents but in terms of supporting them they've they've sort of already tick those boxes in terms of finding somewhere to live you know locally to, to to access the nursery and the university but there is still that support there if they if they need it and there'll be different ways that um students can um find childcare. um amy natalie did you have support from um from parents or did you rely more on um on on, on schools and and uh, our school clubs and breakfast clubs and things like that Yeah, for me, um, my main one is my mum or my sister, so close family. Um, with her being at school, I think it was a lot easier because you knew exactly she was going to be in there five days a week, so it was fine. Um, yeah, the after school, I mean, there is breakfast club and after school options, but um, like I said before, I was quite fortunate that my course leader let me adapt my timetable where I could, so I really could minimise the amount of kind of late stays that I needed to be there for and really try and cram in my lessons into the school hours so I could be there as much as I could if not my mum or my sister was quite happy to do the pickups and things. Yeah so for me my girls school don't have an after school club so it was pretty difficult on some days I had to find childcare three days a week um, which isn't horrific but sometimes it was quite stressful because I the people that I you know that helped me out was my nan my mum uh, my mother-in-law and friends and on the days they did alternate weeks so it wasn't too much of a, a burden on them and what I would have to do was find a friend to pick them up from school then to give to, to my mum um, because she also had a pickup at another school so it was just figuring out what days who was getting the girls and my, I did have a big old diary you definitely need a diary <laughs> um, and, and Becky it'd be nice to I mean not everyone has the luxury of having um, parents or, or family around to support with their childcare um, when they're coming to the university so I think coming back to what you said earlier on about um, 
the one of the biggest concerns I guess might be about finances and trying to balance going to university paying for your studies and if you're doing it full time money to actually afford the childcare so could you tell us about the sort of finance options that are that are available at the nursery I mean the the, the prices for for students are are subsidized so they the students will pay will pay less um, I mean, it's, it's, it's again, it's about having those conversations with individual, individual students and sort of finding out what their circumstances are. Um, we don't have sort of set finance options, um, but um, just, yeah, understanding what their needs are and seeing what we can offer them and, and sort of, as opposed to perhaps saying, having, you know, them needing to do sort of a minimum amount of sessions or them being quite rigid. Again, we, we make it flexible. So if they only really need a morning session and we can add on an extra hour as opposed to making it a full day session just to try and bring you know bring that cost down then then that's what we do but it is really just about assessing each individual individual circumstance and and, and working with them sure um nasty you mentioned already about um timetables and that is going to be the trickiest bit um because things do change um term to term um and uh, but amy you've also mentioned as well that you, you know had quite a lot of support from from your course leaders from your from your tutors so how important is it that you make it quite clear at the start um your circumstances to your personal academic tutor for example or, or a student support and guidance tutor um, how important is it that you make sure you talk to them about what you need to make sure you can get the best out of the course and that they understand what you need um, I would just say keep talking to them. A lot of them have children themselves, so they actually understand even more um, where you're coming from. But if there was some times where my daughter might needed a bit more attention, she was really clinging, so my head wasn't quite focused on my studies. I just communicated that and everyone was like, it's fine, we can work it. There's sometimes they might be able to shift certain deadlines, but I, yeah, I was really supported. Um, but I would just say keep talking to people. The more you talk, the more they know, the more they understand. Yeah, that's that's true. I I mean, with the timetable um, and have and living in um, in New Haven, my girls' school sometimes do not have the same half term as I do, or reading week, enrichment week, should we call it? And so that was really difficult because I'd have to find the childcare the, for the full three days. I mean, luckily my timetable timetable didn't change term to term but the only the only downside with the timetable is you get it a couple of weeks in advance now a local childminder to me had my girls a bit younger and needed the full-time childcare it would have been difficult to have got them a slot now I don't know how the the, the childcare works at the university but placements here need to be booked well in advance because there are a lot of children in the area so that for me was a bit of a struggle in half term, but the my all I have to admit all the lecturers were absolutely brilliant. Um, some some of the lectures my girls actually attended because it was half term for them and I couldn't get any hard care that week, so they popped into lectures with me, popped into seminars, and they were really really supportive about it. Really, I, I cannot fault them. Have things all changed for you? since covid I mean, how did it sort of influence your uh the end the end of your studies i think for amy and natalie um i think amy starting with you first did it did it make a, a big difference to things for you yes because i had a whole timetable planned of how i was going to map out my last assignments 
Lacey would have been in school, so that would have been fine. And then it was like, oh no, you're going to be with me 24 seven. Um, so it became really challenging and my whole timetable kind of got flipped on its head of what I'd planned to do because I had to suddenly become a homeschool teacher, which was great fun. Um, so a lot of it, I was, it was late night sitting in my bed, pen and paper, doing what I can, and then kind of getting up and being teacher to my daughter. So yeah, it changed completely. Um, and it was a very interesting time. Um, yeah, but I got there, so it can't have been too bad. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like I had, um, like Amy, I had mapped out everything that I needed to do because I still, I had four exams and two portfolios to do. So um, it was, it was extremely, extremely testing. I'm not going to lie. Um, as much as I love my girls, they, they need attention too. And, you know, they need the breakfast, they need the lunch, they need the dinner. So you know just when you're getting your head right into whatever exam prep I was doing mummy I need this I need that so it was like oh my god this is so stressful so that I mean and what I would normally do is because I would my lessons would have finished um end of March and obviously they don't break up until sort of end of July so what I had planned to do was go into uni on on the you know Monday to Friday when they were at school sort of half past nine till half past two I would go and then I could sit into the in the library for that full day and have that headspace to map out all my all my exams all my portfolios and that just went out the window so I had just had to make the best out of a bad situation and hide hide some grey hairs really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean really tricky Becky uh, the world was very much turned upside down um and the nursery having to close i mean what was the initial uh what, what happened initially when all that happens um and then we're going to get on to talking about what what the nursery's been offering since and, and how students and, and staff can really get the most out of uh of of your expertise yeah yeah, yeah. so we we closed on friday the 20th of march um and even now, I can't quite believe that we're in August and I've had birthdays and yeah, lots has happened. But um, it's just been, it's been, it's been strange. It's been a real roller coaster. But really what, what we've had to do and what everybody's had to do is, is adapt as best as we can. Um, and really what I was just really hoping for and, and conscious of was just to make sure that our existing families you know, and, and other, other student parents and staff parents, carers, um, that, that even just wanted to, to talk things through that we, we, would, we would be able to offer that. So the, the team and I sort of cracked on with, with making sure that our online learning journal, we use a website for Tapestry where you can record children's development. We use that as a, as a tool and a platform to, to stay in touch with, with our families and the children. Um, we also tried to offer, or we did offer, a couple of uh, persona doll sessions, which was really fun, um, whether we had a company that comes in and, and sort of introduces the children to a, a, a doll and talks about problems. So we talked about why we were all at home and what coronavirus was. So, so that was really successful. So I've just really, just really tried to just 
kind of keep the general hum of the, the, the nursery community alive and just be very clear and make it make it clear to the families that we're still here and that we can we can talk to you or we can offer a, a video chat or a phone call and that's generally you know that's what 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 families want and need is literally it might it might seem like a real challenge that they're going through but just to be able to talk something through um, can make people feel a lot a lot more at ease and this is something that's so off open to um students and staff regardless of whether they have um children in your nursery is that right it's open to everyone and how can people access that so for yeah for our, our remote service that we, we've been offering um really all they need to do is is email us and the email is on our childcare pages um send us an email and there's a telephone number as well which comes straight through to me um and then we can we can sort of get to know what the, what the issue is or what the challenge might be or or just sort of get a little bit of background and then we'll arrange whatever really feels comfortable some people might feel more comfortable just having an email conversation or just a phone call or, or we can even arrange a, a video chat mm, sounds great and we'll pop the links uh, in the podcast description um just staying with you becky for the moment i mean clearly the situation is always changing um we're recording this in august but what are the plans to to reopen the nursery when we get through to, to autumn so yeah, so we're working working hard behind the scenes to, to make sure that everything's in place to be able to open safely um, and efficiently, hopefully in September, hopefully in line, we're aiming to be in line with the, the, the new academic term. Um, but as you say, yeah, things are, are forever changing and um, yeah, you kind of hear things in the news and you wonder what's gonna happen next. So we're kind of just taking each day as it comes. Um, we're getting great, great advice and, and um, support from health and safety departments within the university. Um, and yeah, just sort of communicating that to our families as well to make sure that they know what to expect, really. Amy and Natalie, how helpful will it be when schools return? How important is it to, for, to get children back in to learn, to see their friends and their peers? So important. And it's not even just so that we can have a bit of peace and quiet, but it's really tough having them with you all the time because they really require that social development. Um, and especially as it is just me and my daughter, it got quite intense and she really needs to have that time and just be a kid. Um, so, yeah, I think that she's probably very eager to get back into school. So hopefully everything will be OK come September. Yeah, same. I, I think it's massively important too. Um, and the reason, not just because of COVID, but I, I didn't have um, a great time at, at school. I was a bit of a tear away. So for me, it's really important for my children to get back into education and just to enjoy their education and, and not so much um you know of the, the the academic routine but also just to like amy said just to socialize with their friends and you know that's that's how they're learning every single day and the remote learning that we've been trying to do at home is just not the same and you know i'm, I'm not a, a teacher by all means but we made the best of a bad situation as i said and it's just not the same as you're being face to face with all of your friends and your teacher and just learning different things. It, I don't really like them having a lot of screen time. All were online as well, so it was it was difficult. Uh, well, we, I guess you might echo that one, Becky. Would you? How how much of an impact has this had over the last few months in terms of um, 
a, you know, a child's development. I mean, maybe a yeah. couple of weeks and months might be okay, but you know, if it goes on for too long, has it become a, an issue? Um, I, I, absolutely, you know, but every child is different and every home environment is totally different as well. I, I have to say, I, I totally take my hat off to both of you and to all parents and carers that have had to homeschool. I wouldn't have been able to do it. And that's not, at home isn't where you, you do that sort of thing. You know, you can't recreate a classroom. You aren't teachers, you are their, you know, their parents and, and it's just taken. But I know lots and lots of parents that have done it um, and we're literally counting down the days for the summer holidays. Um, I just hope that like, yeah, like, like some families that I've spoken to, some really great stuff has come out of this. Um, and to connect with families. I know some families that have just had young babies and, and both, both parents have been able to stay at home with them, have a time that they wouldn't have normally, normally had. You know, I, I, I can't say what kind of effect it would have had on, on a child's development, but it, it, it would impact them hugely. Um, you know, Amy, you mentioned about hopefully the transition going back to school for your daughter is is a smooth one you know that's a real uncertainty for you and it will be a real uncertainty for for the child as well and one thing that we do in terms of preparing children for going off to school is trying not to too early talk about schools and bombard children with schools too much too early because they can build an anxiety about it um but you know with what's happened everybody's anxiety is is high and, and really it's going to be a slow start for us and hopefully schools are going to have to be doing a similar thing in that really we're going to have to go back to basics and we just need to get children back in smoothly and get to know everybody um and yeah it will be like settling children back in again for the first time but it's yeah just going to have to take it slow and be nice to each other yeah yeah yeah, it's been a really, really tricky time. Um, and, and so many people in so many very similar situations um, having to balance uh, work studies, childcare. Um, I want to ask you all to give um, maybe a few tips on, on from your experiences about how to make things uh, a little easier. And Becky, you could probably give us a, a little insight into the remote offering that, um, that, that you've got at the moment as well. Um, so we're recording this during these school holidays, of course. Um, let's go around and ask you all for a tip or two that could really really help um someone else so um shall we go we'll go amy natalie and then becky um one thing that i found really helpful was kind of listing everything i mean i spent the last three years just planning 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 lists of what you had to do um and kind of trying to map out your day or your week as best you can but the the most important thing is to not be too strict on it that if you don't get something done it's not the worst thing ever you can just pick it up again um, so I've done a lot of this is what I want to achieve today a lot of pen and paper um, with assignments and things I was putting the pen and paper up on the wall and writing so I could even if I couldn't physically do anything I could have a look at it in between trying to do something with my daughter um, so yeah just planning and don't be so hard on yourself really So yeah, um, pretty much again the same really. I mapped out our day to day of what I, what I tried to do is um, I would let them study in the morning and then 
I would do my studying in the afternoon and I mapped out what we were doing uh, uh, for them. And then um, as the same, really, I, I wasn't too regimented with it because you just can't be. And it is a difficult time for them as well. So they, they, don't, they don't need to be sitting there. They need also the home comforts. And a lot of things that we did was we learned to bake, we learned to sew. So it wasn't just the usual maths, English, history. We did a lot of, a lot of things that are going to benefit them later on in life. Yeah, lovely. I, I, I think that both of you are sort of saying that routine is, is key, but during this time and, and trying to, you know, those expectations are the things that you, you guys were, were having to try and juggle at home with, with working and studying and, and homeschooling. I think one thing that I always like to try and remind people and, and parents and carers is to try and fit something in that's just for you, which at times I'm sure can feel like it's impossible. But if you have got some support around you, just making sure that there's there's something penciled in or something up on the wall or in your diary that that's that's just just yours and just for you, I think is is really crucial. Um, and also to yeah to try it where you can to make the best out of a bad situation, which I think we're, we're all becoming quite, quite good at. Yeah. Great <laughs> advice from, uh, from, from all of you. Um, thanks so much Ori, for coming on just very quickly. Uh, Amy and Natalie, what are you going to be doing next? Um, job hunting at the moment, which is great to come out of, <laughs> of um, university into a global pandemic. Um, so job hunting and I am busy working on a blog site called The Student Parent. Um, so that's going to be kind of just going through my journey and hints and tips and things to help others when they're going through their studying. Okay. Um, I am going to take a year out and work for a year hopefully, um, wherever I can. And then my plans for next year is to take the bar, um, which again is going to prove to be a little difficult with the kids because it's in London. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's a self-funded course. So I need to work this year to, to build up some funds for next year to um, become a barrister. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, best of luck to um, both of you. And Becky, look, thank you so much for coming on as well. And we'll, we'll pop links in, in, in this podcast description so that people can access that help if they, if they need it. Um, they, they just want to chat to, to talk through some, some options and, uh, and get some advice. Um, really great stuff. So useful. And if you're thinking about uh, coming to university and you weren't sure about whether it could work for you as a parent, hopefully this has been helpful. Um, if you're new to the podcast, there's loads in the back catalogue, a huge range. Do check us out at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, just search University of Brighton. Thanks for listening. <laughs>